The doc is in, and there's no need to stay in the waiting room for this episode of Health 411. Join Dr. Jonathan Karp as we discuss topics from health insurance to personal diet and exercise to up-to-date conversations in the healthcare industry and more. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Once to add new skills to your resume, take a continuing studies course at Rider University. Now, let's see what the diagnosis is for this week's episode of Health 411. 107.7 The Bronx, 107.7 TheBronc.com, proudly nominated for National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. You're recording from the remote Bronx studios at Ryder University, and I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 radio program is presented by the Rebovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and the Ryder University Health Studies Institute. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the politics of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and perspective. Today, we are recording um, with our student producer, Isaac Harris and Chelsea Sumrill. Chelsea is a traveling nurse and we are going to have a conversation and we're gonna talk about um, sort of the, sort of Chelsea's background as well as traveling nursing as a profession. Welcome to the program, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> we're very, very fair, happy to have you here. And um, why don't we start um, in the, at the beginning a little bit of your professional career, because this is a college radio station, comes we might have students listening. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this profession, profession of being a traveling nurse? Sure, so I went to Newberry College, a little college in Newberry, South Carolina in a little country bumpkin town. Um, and I got my degree and my BSN in nursing. And what inspired me to do nursing was I helped take care of my great grandmother when she was very, very sick. I helped my mom and my granny take care of her. And it just, I enjoyed that, just being there for her, helping her. And I just knew from there, I wanted to help people and just help them get better and feel better. And I know, you know, as a nurse, I can help people with that, you know, feel better. Even, you know, my patients, when they don't feel good, I like to make them smile by doing jokes, talking with them. It's just little things, really. So I enjoy that about nursing. And that's what really drove me to want to do nursing, really. And so nursing as a profession is sort of a, an alphabet soup of degree options that you have. And yeah. you mentioned that, that you have a BSN. Did you did you go right to a BSN or did you start with one of the, the lower things and work your way up to, to the BSN? No, so I went straight in for my BSN. Okay, and you did that at, at a school that had a nursing program? Yes. Okay, so if any writer students are, are listening, we do not have a formal nursing program here at Ryder, but we do mm -hmm. have a lot of Ryder grads who are now have BSNs. These are students who finish a four-year degree here at Ryder and then do 
um, a so, sort of a, 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 a nursing program afterwards. And depending where they go, it usually takes them 18 months to, or two years to do that. So mm-hmm. there, there is an army of, of, of rider graduates who are BSNs as well. They just had to do some extra training after their four-year college degree because we just don't have a nursing program right if anybody's listening okay so you are now a newly minted um bachelor of science in nursing did you go directly into this career of traveling nursing i didn't so i worked as a staff nurse for a year and covid happened Mm -hmm. and i was just (laughs) i was getting burnt out and the pay wasn't the best for what I was dealing with with COVID and did you stay did you stay local where where you graduated I did not I moved to North Carolina okay and I moved to Winston North Carolina and I worked there for a year I was in the residency program so I got to rotate to different units and experience different types of nursing so I was on the cardiac floor I was on the GI floor so I dealt with a lot of poop and <laughs> all that <laughs> stuff and then I really enjoy that you know <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> then I worked on the women's unit uh-huh. and then I decided to do travel nursing afterwards okay now did you have to specialize um, in, in sort of when you were doing sort of those rotations through the hospital and pick a specialty, um, how, how, did the, how did that work for you? Yes, yeah, so I picked the specialty. First, I chose cardiac specialty and I didn't like that for me. I just feel like I didn't, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> so then I did med surge. And that's when I went to GI and I enjoyed GI. And then I decided to try women's health and then I didn't enjoy women's health. So I just decided to travel. <laughs> oh, so, so did you have to get certifications in any of those things? I um, did not. Didn't. Okay. And so how did you, so, um, we're talking about this thing called traveling nursing as if everybody knows what it is. Uh, can, can you sort of describe what the profession is? Because I think a lot of, especially students who would be listening to this program, you know, their interactions with nurses have been in doctor's offices or hospitals. Um, but it, and, you know, every time they go, they sort of see the same nurse over and over and over again. Um, can you sort of tell us what is a traveling nurse and how you found that that career path. So as a travel nurse, I'm able to travel to different facilities um, and I just fill in their needs. So whenever they need me, I work for them. I am on contract, so I can get canceled at any time and that has happened to me. But truly you just work there for a certain amount of time. The most I've worked was three months. That's the longest I've worked. But um, that's basically travel nursing. It's very flexible. You can pick when you want to work. You can pick when you want to take a break. Like I did a three-month contract, and then I took a break for a month. So <laughs> that's always great. And, so, and what was the other question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had about how did you find it? I mean, if you were working in a hospital, sort of doing, you know, exploring these different specialty options, 
how did you find this this path to travel nursing? Sure. Um, so I actually met a travel nurse and I would always vent to her about how I'm tired of the facility. I'm just so tired of it. I don't know what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And she was, she was always happy and I would never understand why she was so happy (laughs) (laughs) to be at work. And now I get it now that I'm a travel nurse. It's just because you don't have to deal with like hospital politics and you're literally just there to fill in. And that's what her name was Alicia. That's what Alicia was there for to fill in. And I talked to her about travel nursing and she told me, Hey, I think you might like it. You know, it's a change. You don't have to stay on a floor forever. You can go wherever you want to go. And that really inspired me to look into it. And that's when I chose to do it. <laughs> and, and you're doing this as sort of a, a, a general practitioner in nursing. You didn't have to Um, have a primary specialty in something in order to do this did you no so I travel within med surge and then I worked as like a step down nurse so like a mini ICU but it's not really an ICU so I can travel as a step down nurse too so it's whatever I did for a year as a staff nurse okay so would somebody have to work for a year after getting their BSN or a year or two to be eligible to be a travel nurse? So most, yes. So most hospitals are not going to accept you if you don't have a year. Um, So I had to wait a year and then I could start traveling. But once you have your year, you're, you're literally, you're good to go. You can go travel. And nursing is one of the many professions that's regulated at the state level. There's all this state licensure stuff going on. Um, how does that like do you have to be registered or licensed in every state that you might go to as a traveling nurse? so I'm licensed in North Carolina and it's a compact state which means I can work in other states that are compact states like I really want to work in California but it is not a compact state during the time of COVID I could have because of the emergency license but now that COVID is like slowing down and everything they're going back to, you have to have a California license. So California is a place I'll have to be licensed and, and, and able to work there. But like I'm in Virginia now, I'm working in Virginia. So that's a compact state. So, so it just depends on where you go. So, so, so some states will sort of accept the licensure from another state. Yes, and that makes it a compact state. That makes it a compact state, okay. Yes. I think this California is one exception to that. And um, if you're not working in a doctor's office or for a hospital, do you do the traveling sort of arrangements on your own or are there organizations sort of like, I don't know, like headhunters or job finders? Um, like how do, you, how do you, can like if you wanted to go you know, from North Carolina to Virginia, how do you find jobs in Virginia? I'm with a travel agency and they help me find my assignments. I just tell them where I'm thinking about going and then they hook me up from there. The travel agency, something you have to pay to get into? No. Okay. So you basically just connect with them, send them all your credentials and they'll help place you into jobs in you know in a place that you might be interested in right that's sort mm-hmm. of idea. cool um i think we're sort of covering the background here isaac how are we doing 
We're doing good. We're doing good. I think we are. I think okay. we are. Excellent. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a pause um, with our conversation with Chelsea about travel nursing, and we'll be right back with Health 411 after some brief underwriting announcements. You are listening to 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, recording from the remote Bronx studios. Welcome back to Health 411. We were having a conversation today with Chelsea Sumrall. Chelsea is a traveling nurse um, who is currently working in a, a place in Virginia. And we want to hear more about what traveling nurses do, about this career option and this career path. Um, and Isaac, uh, you were spurred on you some questions you wanted to start this segment and ask, ask Chelsea about. Yeah, we'll do. And uh, Chelsea, also good to hear your voice again. It's been it's been too long, and hopefully, uh, when I'm down toward your way again, we'll uh, we'll catch up even more on your profession. But before we even uh, before I even get to that my big question that i noticed that you mentioned is that you, you it kind of uh, traveling nursing kind of took a it kind of gave you like a sense of relief and we do know um from my understanding nursing does get very very stressful mm-hmm. um what kind of men- what how stressful so when you're describing how it doesn't get too stressful in traveling nursing so can you describe any more details on the, how it gets less stressful compared to regular uh stationary nursing so with traveling nursing, you know, I'm only there for three months. So I do what I can in those three months. And for the most part, the facilities are very glad that us as travelers were there to help. So they try not to be as hard on us as they are on the staff nurses. Um so I literally go there and do what I have to do and go. I don't have to worry about drama on the unit. Like I said before, policies, um, like hospital politics and all that. I don't get into all that. I'm there to work. And I like the financial freedom and just the freedom to do what I want after this contract. Like, I know I'm, I'm not there to stay. Like, as a staff nurse, I was there to stay you know Mm -hmm. and when I'm on contract it's like okay my contract ends on August 7th I'm done you know so I like that for some people the security of knowing I could have a job here if everything goes well is something that they they value um and a relief from anxiety was for you was knowing that you could get out of it you know, is there any anxiety of thinking, oh my God, am I going to have another job when my 90 day contract is, is up? Or is that just something that you just deal with? It's something I just deal with. And I really don't think about it because I know the facility will ask me to renew. Um, You're allowed to do that if you wanted to. Yes. So say I don't get the contract in Texas and I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'll just renew at this facility for so-and-so more weeks until I find another contract. So I always know I have another job lined up. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. So well, I do like that. So, so you, we heard about your transition into travel nursing. If you wanted to get out of it, could you take a permanent position if you really, really liked one of these places that you ended up in? Yes, I could. I've, I've actually met people that have done that. <laughs> so it happens more often than most people realize, like they fall in love with like a, a certain yes. city. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Like I've met people that's like, yeah, I used to travel here and now I, I actually work here. And actually the lady I was talking about earlier, she's still at the same hospital. And she was like, yeah, they're asking me to stay permanent. I'm like, you might as well. You've been there. For like a year now. <laughs> wow. And so, so are there any differences uh, between staff nurses and the travel nurses uh, in terms of like what they do as, as nurses in hospitals or I'm assuming doctor's offices can have them as well. Clinics can yes. have them as well. Mm -hmm. uh, um, not really a big difference in what we can do. Um, it's just more of like, you know, it's a big difference in pay and it's a really big, like the last facility I was at, it was just, I felt like it was <laughs> travel nurse versus staff nurse. And it's just because they, it's just because the pay. <laughs> oh, you bring up the pay and we all want, we all want to love our jobs and feel like we would do them for nothing. Uh, but the reality is we all, we all want to get paid with That's whatever, right. whatever we do. And if you love right. the job, it's, it's a bonus. And you're sort of hesitant about that, but can you tell us what, what's the reality of the pay differences between a, a staff nurse and a, um, a travel nurse? So, um, how can I put this? Uh, so travel nurses get paid every week. Um, you get a housing stipend. Um, you get, they cover your travel. Um, the agency I work for cover my uniforms, anything like if I have to get, I had to get ACLS certified. So they covered that for me. Um, they always reimbursed you. Um, and I'm probably, I'm getting paid, like, as a traveler, I'm getting paid, I'm getting paid way more than I was. I'm trying to get an estimate of how much more I'm getting paid, like, the staff nurses, but it's way more. So I was able to get out of, like, a lot of debt very quickly and grow my savings account very quickly. Now, is, is that the general <laughs> rule that the travel nurses are paid more? Or what, is this something that's a temporary thing because of the COVID pandemic and the need for just, you know, more nurses, because the you know, at least at one time, the hospital's being full? Yeah, so generally, it's like travel nurses get paid every week like this and get paid more. But COVID, the rates went sky high, like they went you know, it was more, but now that COVID is going away, the rates are kind of coming down, but I still get paid more than a staff nurse. I don't want to make it sound bad. <laughs> I feel bad no, I, like, I feel horrible, but it's just like, that's what it is. Like the pay is good. I, I enjoy the pay. I enjoy not, you know, worrying about like, oh, how am I going to pay for this and blah, blah, blah. Like not struggling so much. Like I'm able to pay off things and pay for things. And I enjoy doing that. I plan to go back to school and I'm going to pay for it by traveling. 
so I don't have to take no. out any more loans. <laughs> and, that, and that's a wonderful thing because, you know, as, as a professor, I'm always concerned about students who say, oh, you know, I'm borrowing my money to get through the school because debt is debt is a dream killer, especially debt that lasts a lot of years. You know, being absolutely just opens up, opens up just doors for just about anybody. Um, and so the being paid is, I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, hesitant about, you know, taking a job because you're, you're paid well and you feel good. Mm -hmm. about um, now does sometimes being paid well comes with, you know, something. Now do the travel nurses get their choice of shifts or do you find yourself like on the night shift or the weekend shift all the time because they're paying you a little bit more than the staff nurses? Absolutely. So you can pick if you want nights or days um, when you pick your contract, but you cannot select your shift. Like just like now in my contract now, I was asking the person who makes the schedule, like, Hey, can I work three in a row? She's like, no, we schedule you, you know, where the needs are. And that's kind of annoying because it's just like, I really don't know when I work. And so, and sometimes if you ask for too many days off, you may not get approved or they will just cancel you because that has happened to me too. And also as a traveler, they will give you the worst assignments. I mean, I've came into work and I had three patients and three empty beds and I get three admissions that same night at the same time. So it's just like, Sometimes, like when I was working on the COVID unit, it got to a point I was like, I don't even care how much I'm getting paid. It's about my mental. Like I'm so burnt out, and I, I had to call out a couple of times for a mental day because I was just so burnt out and got so overwhelmed. So, pay doesn't always mean everything. Absolutely, and I think you know, I think nursing is one of the professions where the burnout rate is very, very high even if there was no COVID pandemic right. for those sort of things. And so when you sign a contract, a, you know, a three month contract, it, it's not, the contracts are not so detailed that it would tell you exactly what shift, what days you can plan around. You're basically just an at will employee for, you know, that 90 day period. And they'll just, you know, a hospital will plug you into wherever they'll need you. Is that sort of the idea behind it? Yes. And they can also float me to any unit so if the unit on the fourth floor needs me I they can send me up there that's in the contract too so, yeah, so you're basically filling in to make sure the hospital is is fully staffed at, at any in any given time yes so, so that means you have to this would not be a good career path for somebody who is very very rigid in, in their no <laughs> No, and you have to be very open to change and because every hospital is different. The hospital I'm at now has a different charting system, a different medication system. Like I'm learning all that. So it's a big learning curve for me. So I would say like, you really have to be open to learning new things. Yeah. And it sounds like you, you might have to learn new things every time you go to a new employer for every contract that you may have you have to learn their system absolutely yeah. um 
And I, I want to hear more about this because I'm intrigued by some of the things that you are, you're sort of getting at, but we have to take a break uh, after some underwriting announcement. We'll come back to our conversation with Chelsea on Health 411. Um, right now you are listening to 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The Welcome back to the remote Bronx studios and our Health 411 program. I'm Professor Jonathan Carp, but I'm here with Isaac Harris and our guest, Chelsea Sumrow. Chelsea is a traveling nurse who joins us after one of her nursing shifts. And can you tell us uh, what you just did in your last nursing shift and how long the shift was, Chelsea? So my shift was 12 hours <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had three patients starting out and then I got an admission in the middle of me passing medicines. I had another, I had to get a patient from another nurse because she got floated to a different unit. I had a patient complaining all night. Then the other patient kept jumping out of bed. <laughs> so it was, I was running all over the unit, but it made time go by really fast. <laughs> well, what you're describing, though, is sort of typical for any nurse, it sounds like, in a hospital setting. It wasn't particular to, you know, being employed as a traveling nurse. Is that correct? Right, right. Yeah, and at the end of the last segment, you were one of the things you were saying was that you need, to, as a traveling nurse, you have to be willing to learn sort of site-specific rules, site-specific training, um, and... Does that mean you have to go through a new employee, you know, orientation session every time you start a new job? Every single time. <laughs> I literally, it took me, so this job I'm on now, they had me to complete like all these modules and it took me 28 hours to complete them from home. Wow. And it's just, I would say that's the annoying part. <laughs> because it's just like oh I've already done this before it's basically hearing the same thing and the same like you know wash your hands we're big on safety do this like you hear it at every hospital so after after a while you're going to see all those patterns and yes and they're doing it for like legal protection kinds of kinds of reasons yes they're covering um now, what would happen if you got into a, let's say a hospital setting and it was just bad? I mean, are you committed to staying there for the length of your contract or could you, if there was an emer- you know, emergency or something, get out of it? So if the, say the contract is like really horrible yeah. and I feel like my license are literally like on the line, I am able to con- uh, cancel that contract because you know I don't want to lose my license and my recruiter understands too like if I'm telling my recruiter look they're doing this blah 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 and that makes them aware hey we don't need to send any more travelers to this facility so you're definitely able to cancel at any time yeah and you definitely want to be 
you know, have a good relationship with the recruiting agency. Um, so they'll find you help find new jobs, but also you're also a, a fact finder to see if they want to send somebody else to the whatever facility hired you. Right. So there's like, so there's like a relationship. Right. Um, and so, um, so part of what you're doing as a traveling nurse is filling in the gaps um, for, let's say, usually like hospitals. Um, are you part of a union? Is it like a union job or just independent contracting all the way? What do you mean by union? <laughs> well, some, like, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming in some hospital big settings, the, the nurses are part of, you know, organized labor that might negotiate salaries, negotiate benefits and things like that. Um, is the, are there standards like that for traveling nurses? Yes, yeah, so um, another example, when I was working on the COVID unit, when I first got to the hospital, I didn't know I was gonna be working on a COVID unit until they announced that, yeah, this eight tower is a COVID unit. So I was like, okay. So then when I got up there, I heard the travel nurses, they were like, I told them I didn't know I was going to work COVID. This was nowhere in my contract. And they were like, well, you need to uh, talk to your recruiter about your pay. If you're not getting paid COVID pay, you know, you need to let them know either they can move you or they can up your pay. Like they're going to have to up your pay. And I'm just like, you know, the pay already looks good to me. <laughs> this is my first time. And they were like, no, they pulled up the website and showed me what's COVID pay. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not getting paid that. So I called my recruiter and I was like, look, like either you get me more pay or you get me off this unit because, I mean, it is a COVID unit. And I was able to negotiate and get higher pay. Oh, so okay. they, they will work with you, especially okay. if that if that unit really, really needs you, they are definitely going to work with you. Okay. Oh, that's sort of cool. Um, do you run the risk? I, I, I can understand like a hospital having the need during COVID to bring in extra people and then having to pay them more because of the, the risks involved. Right. Is there a possibility that a travel nurse would be hired? Because um, nurse hospitals have to run even if there's like a strike, if, even if there's a labor strike, um, right? Would you just? I'm just curious. Would um, and I'm not. I'm just. I'm going to call it what they would call it here in Jersey. Are you worried about being called a scab for like crossing <laughs> the line during a, a, a labor dispute? Oh, <laughs> um, so what do you mean by that? <laughs> okay, so so let's say um, an organization goes on strike, no matter what it is. Yeah. Sometimes, and it's usually if there's a union in, involved, unionized workers, sometimes uh -huh. that organization um, will, if it wants to keep going, will hire non-union people to cross the picket line to keep working, to keep the place going. Um, and I don't know, I'm just, if I was a hospital administrator and my nurses went on strike, I might call like a traveling nurse agency and send, you know, send me, you know, so yeah. Yeah. You, have, yeah. you know, and the, the, the sort of the, the negative word for somebody who does that who crosses a picket line is sometimes called a scab or a rat. And I'm, I'm not calling you those things. <laughs> I'm just wondering, is that sort of a risk of this profession? Because you might accept it or sign a contract not knowing that the workers at the hospital were on strike. Would you would you go? 
Yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't really care. (laughs) That actually happened to me in Jersey. They were starting to go on strike and uh, I was still working. (laughs) Wow. And they they sent us like the information on how to do it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just gonna go to work. You're just gonna go to work and check it. Yeah. Well, remember too, part of nursing is not just the mechanical stuff of what you do, um, and sort of what you said is you like talking to your patients, you like interacting with them, and um, so sort of the patient caregiver relationship is an important part of healthcare, and I, yes. I'm hoping that you would agree with that. Do you, Absolutely. Do you feel like you lose any of that as a traveling nurse? No, I, the only time I felt like I was losing that is when I tried to do the vaccine clinic and it, I'm so used to being in the hospital on the floor, making that rapport with my patients and, you know, just being there talking to them and at the vaccine clinic, all you did was give them their shot and they just keep moving and you can't really talk to them. And I just, I didn't like that because I'm so used to like build, like I said, building that rapport. So that kind of, I feel better being back in the hospital now and being there with my patients. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's right. So you didn't, you didn't like the assembly line medicine. No, I don't like it. I don't know. I, I was really shocked about that too. I thought I would like enjoy, you know, uh, I just give you your Moderna or your Pfizer and you're on the go. But I didn't, I didn't like that because I was like, wow, I didn't even get to know that person. <laughs> it, and it's weird because I and I know Dr. Carp doesn't know you as well as I do. And for me, I can't see you doing that. Like <laughs> me personally, <laughs> after knowing you for a couple of years now, I'm just like that. I can see where it's like, oh, after a while, you're like, that's just too transactional of a relationship. Like, oh, here's yeah. your shot, here you go. And yeah, that, I, I, I'm shocked that you even mentioned that you actually <laughs> tried to administer just the vaccines. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was not for me. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading from both you and Isaac that you're a real people person. You 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 like you like people. You like engaging with people, uh, and so I'm assuming you have a lot of friends. You certainly have family. Um, how does being a traveling nurse affect your relationship with your friends and family? Um, with my family, they get sad a lot because I'm never home, or I don't come to South Carolina and visit them because my family's in South Carolina um and same with my friends they're like oh my goodness you're always on the go (laughs) and I try to I still try to make time with them when I am at home you know I'm like hey I'm home let's do this like I'm planning to go to South Carolina next week and I let my family know like look I'm coming home we can do this but I just tell them, you know, I'm on a mission to go and grow. (laughs) So you're you're right. So you're, 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 you're working, you're doing, so, so you, you work through these 90 day sort of splint sprints, you work a lot. Um, And I guess your vacation time is, would be time in between the contracts that you take that you you can't like take a break in the middle of these 90 day contracts. No. You don't like to take a vacation sort of thing. Um, but I do want to hear more about this because I'm getting some insights into what the life of a traveling nurse um, um, is. 
And so we are going to continue this conversation, Health 411, after some brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to uh, Health 411 on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We are recording from the remote Bronx studios. This is Health 411, and I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. Isaac and I are having a conversation with Chelsea Sunrail, who is a traveling nurse currently working in Virginia, um, but Chelsea is, is her home base is in um, South Carolina. And in the break before this segment, Chelsea mentioned that. Um, not so much, not something that's not typical for somebody my age, but somebody typical your age. You are on <laughs> social media talking about traveling nursing. Can you tell us what you've got going on? So I just started my little travel nursing blog. And it's just for me to share, you know, some insights about healthcare and me traveling and just some things to do in each place. You know, if somebody decides to travel to that certain state I go to, they can learn through me so it's just something for me to have fun with really how would somebody find that blog so my website is travelingwithchelsrn.com and then my instagram is underscore less travel with chels rn so very good so if you're listening and you want to follow chelsea and her travels um please go to those places and check it out and maybe share your experiences uh, with her and you certainly see what's, what's going on. Um, I want to follow up on something that you said, and uh, I just want to probe it just a little bit for people who are considering this career or this sort of the decision to be a traveling nurse, is you indicated that the pay is, high, is higher than somebody who's a, sort of a staff nurse and a in a hospital um, and fortunately or unfortunately, or it's a privilege if you believe President Obama, we all have to pay taxes. Um, how does that work for a traveling nurse? Because you have your home base in South Carolina, but you're traveling to all these other states. Do you have to pay taxes in every state that you've been in? Is that how it works? Yes, so it depends on the state. I know Arizona, you don't have to they don't take taxes out, like, right? They don't take taxes out. But in general, yes, you have to pay your taxes. Like when I uh, filed my taxes, I filed for North Carolina because that's where I live. And then South Carolina because I used to work in South Carolina. And what happens is a lot of travel nurses get these contracts that pay like 5000 a week, 8000 a week, but it kills them in taxes. So... I will say, be careful with that. So I'm very mindful of my contracts because I know, you know, it might bite me in the butt later if I do get something like. Again, so you have really to be a good planner that you keep. So even though you have 
great cash flow that you keep some money sort of in reserve for when it comes for paying taxes. <laughs> to taxes. <laughs> so because, because you have to be so mindful to that, do you, do you like think about, just and you have to be planning, do you think about which states to go to just based off of that? That, that, that how you make your decision-making on which states and which hospitals even if you decide to stay within your state? Sometimes, yes. Like Cali, I really want to go to Cali, but sometimes their rates are not the best and everybody knows that it is expensive <laughs> to mm -hmm. live in Cali and I would have to live out there and that would come out of my stipend and if they just want to give me you know a thousand for like you know my housing stipend that's not going to cover <laughs> me to live in Cali right so I'm very mindful in that aspect like you know of like affording living because I still have to pay for living wherever I go That's interesting too because you have a home base and sorry you said it was North Carolina I apologize um do you it, it, let's assume you had a home in North Carolina which is your home base mm -hmm. you might have a home there you might have a mortgage there you still have to pay those things even if you're traveling you know to Virginia or some other state um, yes so is, so is that sort of why the industry gives you housing stipends? Yes, yes. And you have to be a certain, like, you have to be 50 miles or more away from that place. So if you're not, like, say I want to work, like I live here in Raleigh. If I worked at Duke as a traveler, I would not get the stipend. I would just get the base pay. Oh, interesting. Okay, because they, they want to make sure you're not just going to pocket it. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're they like, you're, you're still at home, you know? Yeah, so. yeah that's right. They, so you're not really a traveling nurse. You're, right, like, right. A temporary employee. Or <laughs> <laughs> contractor. Right. Is, is contractor a word to say in that way? <laughs> yeah. so, how, so how does a traveling nurse you know, other, other real things that, that we have to deal with as adults are things like not only mortgages, but things like um, um, car payments uh, uh, or other things that we have to budget for. How does that work in, in, in the world of traveling nursing, given that, you know, your employment's not guaranteed? So if you apply for a mortgage and you say, yeah, I'm employed, but I only have a 90-day contract, um, is, is that a pro has that been a problem in the world of sort of, you know, how Americans finance things? Um, not really, because like as my employer, I put my agency. I don't, oh. I don't put the hospital. Oh, so you don't, you're right. You don't have to produce the individual contracts and say, right. the hospital I work at. So you work for this, this agency that helps you. Right. Interesting. And so how, how, do, how about, Besides our salaries, um, our jobs have benefits associated with them, whether they're health care, their 401ks. Um, does your agency provide those sort of things for you as well? That is a really good question. So um, as far as health care, some agencies do, some agencies don't. So I was with uh, another agency. They did provide you know, healthcare benefits, but the agency I'm with now, they don't. So I have to get my own insurance. <laughs> but, um, so are you, so does that mean even though you work in a hospital, you're sort of in the Affordable Care Act, you know, menu of choices kind of thing? Yes. 
So um, I had my boyfriend put me on his insurance. I thought that was the funniest thing. But um, yes, so not all agencies, you know, give you that, you know, that. That that benefit, right? Yes, that benefit of having How about retirement benefits, not just health? I mean. Uh, So retirement, the agency I'm with now has not said anything, but the other age. So I'm with multiple agencies. That's what it <laughs> the other, like. the other agency, I have to work for a year, and then my 401k from my old job can roll over to this okay. one. Right. So, so that that's a good thing, and as as um as as a younger person, you you might not be thinking about those things, but. Uh, as the dadly type, I'll tell you that time is the investor's best friend. Right. <laughs> so yeah, those things those things will pay off uh, most most certainly. Um, so if we have any students who might be listening um, to this program or, or considering this career path, which is certainly not the thing that the students here at Ryder who are going into nursing um, talk about, what kind of advice, what kind of you know, guidance could you give somebody? I would definitely say work for your one year, you know, do your year in the specialty that you're most interested in and then go for it. Go travel, go wherever you want, have fun, um, be safe also and save your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just uh, also don't just stick with one agency, have multiple agencies and remember that the recruiter works for you. You do not work for them. And you make sure they get you what you want. Absolutely. And I just say, definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't let a recruiter run over you either. <laughs> Absolutely not. So are your peers who are doing this, like young folk like you, or the, are they some of the, the ancient people like me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not all ages, honestly. Like the lady who really inspired me to do it she was older and I met my um this one girl I just met last night at the new hospital I'm at she's my age so I'm I've literally met them all ages (laughs) all all ages have have chosen this career and you said some of these people might have been doing it for a lot of years some people might be doing it as a later career choice yes Um, and um I, we're, we're sort of getting a little bit short on time, but I want to ask you this this other question. In a lot of the jobs that I've had, a lot of my non-working, my social life has been around with work friends, mm-hmm. you know? And as a traveling nurse, ha, ha, do you have a, a cohort of new of friends or does it change from every time you change jobs? Do you end up with a new bunch of friends or how do you feel about that? Yes. So I meet travel buddies um, and I do meet friends in different states. And I love that. I actually, the friend I met in Jersey, she lives in uh, Philadelphia and we were actually planning for me to go up there soon to visit her. So I do love that. I meet different cultures of people and just get to have friendships forever in different states. So I do enjoy that. Excellent. That's, that's, that's really wonderful. Um, we're getting towards the end of, end of the program. This is 1077thebronc1077thebronc.com. We're recording live from the remote Bronx studios. Thank you for listening to Health 411. I want to thank our guest, Chelsea Sumrill. Chelsea's a traveling nurse. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you. This has been a real fun conversation, and I, I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this program is part of Rider University's efforts to bring people together to address all issues associated with health and healthcare. We hope today's conversation is giving you something to think about and helps inform you about a career as a traveling nurse. If you have questions and or comments about this program, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. That was this week's episode of Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp. Tune in every Sunday at 10 a.m. to learn truthful information about your health and the healthcare industry. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Health 411 to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. We'll see you soon, only on 1077 The Bronx.